Welcome to the Living the Present Moment podcast. I'm Dr. Joel Ying, and this is the month of October, a spooky month, a scary month. And we like to be scared when we know we're safe. And perhaps that's why scary stories exist, to teach us how to deal with that emotion of fear. So today, this October, I have a scary story for you. Don't go into the graveyard after dark. In the days when children were sent out to play and told to come home before sunset, my friend Janice grew up in Scotland, and she remembers her mother's warning because of this family story. When your grandmother Ginny was just a little, little girl, she lived in the tenements in town. She loved to go out and play games with her friends. One day she went out to meet a friend who lived on the other side of town. They would play with an old tennis ball and bounce it against the brick wall. One, two, three, a-leary, four, five, six, a-leary. As they sang their songs, they would make the ball do tricks as it bounced off the wall. Seven, eight, nine, a-leary. They got so wrapped up in their game that they lost track of time. And that's when Ginny heard her friend's mom calling them in before sunset. Well, Ginny lived on the other side of town. And the quickest way home was through the graveyard. But she remembered her mother's warning. Don't go into the graveyard after dark. But she was quick. She'd have time to get there before dark. Right? Well, the graveyard was bigger than Jeannie remembered. At this time of year, the days were getting shorter and the nights were getting longer. And when the sun disappeared, Jeannie was still in the graveyard. The darkness began to chill the air as dusk quickly turned to twilight. Ginny walked on, stepping a little faster, now almost running. Her heartbeat quickened, her breathing shortened. And suddenly, out of the corner of her eye, she saw a lantern that seemed to float and bob and weave in the air, all on its own. Her heart leapt out of her chest. She jumped behind a gravestone and slowly peered around the edge. As she squinted, She could make out shadowy figures in the distance. They were moving about, and one seemed to be hacking at something. Ginny leaned forward, and suddenly something flew in the air towards her and landed in front of her with a thump. She looked down. Ah! It was a disembodied hand moving towards her. She could see the red painted fingernails the gold rings and jewels as the hand seemed to claw its way towards her. Ginny shrieked again. Ah! Her heart leapt out of her throat. She ran as fast as she could across the cemetery towards the exit. And she could hear footsteps coming behind her and the clinking of the lantern. Clink, 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 getting closer and closer and closer. And almost next to her, she made it to the other side of the graveyard and out through the gate. She ran faster and faster through the city streets. She listened for the footsteps, but all she could hear was the pounding of her own feet against the pavement and the pounding of her own heart against her chest getting louder and louder. She ran faster and faster until finally she made it to her front door. Ginny raced inside, unable to catch her breath. Her mother could see the fear on her face and asked, What's wrong, child? What's wrong? But Ginny was shaking and too terrified to say a word. Tears were running down her pale face. 
Her mother held Ginny's trembling body, calming her as only a mother can, and eventually tucking her into bed. Ginny was still unable to speak, but with the warm and tender presence of her mother, she was finally able to drift off to sleep. The next morning, Ginny went downstairs, and the night seemed like a hazy dream. She went to the kitchen, hungry for breakfast. On the kitchen table was her father's newspaper, and the headline read, Grave robbers selling bodies to the medical school. It was many years later that my friend Janice would learn the backstory. It is said in Scotland at that time, grave robbers would dig up the bodies of the newly buried dead for the gold and jewels buried with them. And then they would sell the bodies to the medical school for their anatomy dissection classes. Now this is true. You can read about it in the old newspapers. You can read about William Burke and William Hare, who began their work for the advancement of science. In December 1827, Burke and Hare collected 16 people in about 10 months, and they sold the bodies to the medical school, a Dr. Robert Knox for his anatomy dissection classes. While they were eventually caught, Hare testified against Burke in exchange for immunity, and Burke was hanged in front of a crowd, just like this one, donating his own body to science. You see, you can still find a skeleton hanging in the University of Edinburgh Medical School. Well, William Burke and William Hare, they got so greedy that they didn't often wait for the bodies to die. People would disappear walking through the graveyard at night, or if they're out alone after dark. And so perhaps, like Ginny, you will remember, don't go into the graveyard after dark. And please, come home before sunset. You never know what dangers might be lurking in the dark. <laughs>